Welcome to Teach Back Tuesday, where we play the most popular episodes from the previous season. I am in conference season right now, so we'll be airing these episodes for just a few more weeks while I prepare lessons. And speaking of conferences, I've met a lot of you listeners in person this year while traveling. I sure have enjoyed that. Visit KeepTheHeart.com for the event schedule and to check out our online shop. We have books, Bible studies, beautiful Bibles, and much more at KeepTheHeart.com. This teachback episode titled, Backsliding Looks Like This, received thousands of downloads over the year. I wonder if it was because it's such a common temptation. Have you been making changes in your life that are weakening your faith and causing you to question biblical living? It could happen to any of us. The process of backsliding is often slow but methodical. It starts like this. Skip a few church services here. Treat your Bible study as optional there. Overindulge in popular movies and other media. And before long, you're rationalizing things and your Christian life is unrecognizable. Backsliding is the act of falling from our faith back into habits and behaviors that are selfish and biblically off base. Here's the episode again. There are times in life when we're really vulnerable to spiritual attacks. For some, it's the stress of the pandemic that has led to a lukewarmness about Bible reading and church attendance and other spiritual matters. But for others, it may be something harder like the passing of a loved one that has left a painful fog of grief mingled with indifference to anything spiritual. Or maybe it's a matter of who has access to your thinking. Who has your ear gates? Regardless of the cause, any of us could go through seasons when we're spiritually vulnerable and it increases the temptation for us to backslide. We don't often remember this, but anything we do in this life is tied to our spiritual health. If we're spiritually healthy, it's reflected in our choices. The same is true if we're spiritually unhealthy. It will show. Thank you for joining Keep the Heart for today's podcast with Francie Taylor. Francie is an author, teacher, and conference speaker. Sharing lessons from the Word of God is her passion. Now, back to today's important study. Are you in the process of backsliding? Well, what is it? Webster's 1828 Dictionary defines a backslider as one who falls from the faith and practice of religion. Now, we know that Christianity is a relationship, not merely a religion. But the word religion is in the Bible, and it's referring to our worship of God. So in this sense, backsliding is the act of falling from our faith and away from our worship into habits and behaviors that are selfish and biblically off-base. People don't just wake up one day and say to themselves, hey, this will be a great day to backslide. No, not at all. What happens is a series of events pile up over time, resulting in a soul that's worn out and cast down. It's part of our human existence to have troubles, but we weren't meant to carry the weight of them by ourselves. Failure to release our problems to the Lord in prayer makes our souls clogged like a pipe in a sink that has garbage stuck in it. Without clearing the clog, things can't flow well. The side effects of living with loads of unresolved issues leads to becoming spiritually discouraged. 
It's a short walk from discouraged to jaded. If you've ever met someone who said, I'm fed up with Christianity, or I'm sick and tired of church, or I don't want to hear any more preaching about that topic, what they're really saying is they've got some unfinished business in their life somewhere. Backsliding begins when frustration with life keeps mounting without relief. The problem with backsliding is it doesn't fix anything. It just creates new problems, including guilt. Let's see what backsliding looks like, and then we'll consider what we can do about it. First, backsliding looks like it's irritated by correction. Proverbs 15.10 warns us that correction is grievous unto him that forsaketh the way, and he that hateth reproof shall die. This is a strong warning. The phrase correction is grievous basically means that a person finds it disagreeable to be told that they're heading in a wrong direction. Now look at Proverbs 15.10 for yourself, and you'll see a process. First, the correction is a source of irritation because a person has already chosen to forsake the way, which is leaving the path of God. People know when they're doing this, and they normally don't invite others to call it out. In fact, some of the most defensive people are those who know how to do the right thing, but they're actively and willfully choosing to do the wrong thing instead. Before long, what was just irritating is now hated, and a person has put themselves in harm's way. This is so hard to watch, but it's even harder to live. If someone you love is turning their back on God, understand that attempting to correct them may not succeed. It all depends on how far they've moved away. If there is an opportunity to reason with a person who is forsaking the way, grab it. But if that person has become hardened by sin, prayer will be your power tool. But what if that person is you? What if you're the one who's sick and tired of trying to live the Christian life? Well, then realize this. Something else is wrong, and you need to be still. Just be still long enough to figure it out. And if you can't sort it out, ask a godly friend to help. You don't want someone tickling your ears with more faulty thinking. The Bible doesn't tickle. It teaches. Ask someone you can trust to sit down with you and help you figure out where you made a wrong turn. Be careful if you're in a spot where you're lukewarm or even cold about biblical living. Bad ideas sound like good ones until we get hurt, and then we'll be wishing we had done things differently. Hopefully you would warn a friend if you saw they were taking a detour that was leading them away from God. Be honest and open with a good godly friend about where you are and ask for help before you slide any further away from the Lord. Secondly, backsliding looks like walking away from wisdom. Listen to what the scripture says in Proverbs chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Why did God have to tell us not to forget wisdom? Because he knows us, and he knew that we would face multiple pressures and temptations to abandon his teachings in exchange for cultural influences. God's word is fixed. We don't have to worry about it changing with the times. Our biblically illiterate culture keeps changing and crumbling because they decided that the Bible was optional. But what about you? Are you wavering in your wisdom? 
Have you been feeding your soul a cultural diet of things that aren't good for you, but they sound good? We are becoming wise about evil and ignorant about that which is good, which is exactly the opposite of what God intended. Paul wrote about this in Romans 16, 19. For your obedience is come abroad unto all men. I am glad, therefore, on your behalf, but yet I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. Now, if you'll read the previous verses, you'll see that verse 19 was written in reference to warnings about people who were causing divisions in the church. This is still happening today, but the division is spreading rapidly thanks to our technology. We can say negative things about others so much faster than ever before. This ability to spread self-serving information has actually become a handicap for us. The culture is not the only influence in our lives. We also have friends, family, or even co-workers who could be exerting influence over our thinking. This is why it is so important that we're careful about who has our ears or our eyes if you're scrolling through a lot of social media. Ask yourself this question. Am I living in a way that is biblically wise? If you would answer no, then you'll want to consider your ways and make some changes before you end up damaging your life and possibly damaging the lives of those closest to you as well. Don't be fooled. These really are perilous times we're living in, and any of us could walk away from our faith with enough of the wrong influence at the right time. Make this a matter of prayer. Ask the Lord to show you where you may be making some big mistakes. This is a great time to pray, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. That's Psalm 139, verses 23 through 24. And finally, number three, backsliding makes a person intolerant of those who are biblically upright in their living. Proverbs 29, 27 puts it plainly. An unjust man is an abomination to the just, and he that is upright in the way is abomination to the wicked. What is this verse telling us? Well, the nutshell version is birds of a feather flock together. But when people are living for the Lord, they will be very unappealing to those who are not, and vice versa. So who makes up your closest friend circle? Are they mockers or scorners or mouthy or tart? Or do they have excellent spirits and are they helping you to become a better Christian? For that matter, are you helping them to become better Christians? Or does your influence pull them down? We're familiar with the friendship verse in Proverbs 27:17 that says, Iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. The lives of our friends and loved ones should be improved by our presence, not made worse. Are you helping to sharpen others, or are you encouraging them to continue in a hypocritical lifestyle? People who are comfortable making fun of godliness have something wrong somewhere. There's a breach in the spirit. It's like a car that has a clicking in the engine. You know that if you ignore the check engine light on a car long enough, it's going to break down. Well, if you ignore that check your spirit long enough, your life may break down. Don't accept a wrong spirit towards others without questioning how you got there. Figure out the point when you started despising or strongly disliking people who aren't doing anything wrong other than trying to walk humbly with God. 
Was there an unresolved conflict between you and a person who should have behaved better? Are you using this offense as a charge against others who had no part in it? Ask the Lord to help you figure out the root cause of your dislike for those who are walking uprightly. He will guide you. And perhaps he may even reveal some areas of bitterness that need resolving in your life. Any of us are capable of backsliding. All it takes is a pileup of negative events to push us over the edge, and before you know it, we're wondering if righteous living is really worth it, and we're abandoning that which we know is right and trading it for something that looks good, but it's just as fake as dollar store flowers. Listen to what it says in Proverbs 14.14. The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways, and a good man shall be satisfied from himself. Backsliding begins in the heart and then shows up in our behaviors. We can't see the end result, but backsliding is like barreling down the wrong train track heading for a collision. Which would you rather do? Stop now before any more harm is done? Or keep going stubbornly in the wrong direction until you get hurt. Choose wisely. Ask God to show you where you went off course and allow him to set you on the right track again. You've been listening to Keep the Heart with Francie Taylor. Subscribe to this podcast and be sure to follow Keep the Heart on Instagram. For more from Francie, visit keeptheheart.com for devotionals, books, Bible studies, and more. Visit KeepTheHeart.com today. Thank you for listening.